0: Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times, you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Kimberly Agoin, and this is Reset. Last week on the podcast, we caught you up on the latest cannabis news around Illinois— and previewed the lottery that would allocate additional licenses for selling, growing, and distributing legal weed. A few days later, the state announced that 75 licenses would be divided among 21 groups who received perfect scores on their applications, but serious questions are being asked about how those applications were scored and whether political ties played a role. Now, nearly two dozen groups who were denied licenses are asking for a federal judge to intervene. In just a few minutes, we'll talk to one social equity applicant, former state senator Ricky Hendon. But first, we've got state representative Sonia Harper. Representative Harper, welcome to Reset. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Now, you and other members of the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus are asking the governor to slow down this licensing process. Tell us more about that push.
1: Sure. Well, you said it indeed. We're asking the governor to slow down um, this licensing process right now because. Uh, what we're seeing right now in the results so far definitely not what we expected. Seeing 21 applicants vying for 75 licenses, um, before we even get to the question of the makeup or demographics of those candidates, again, is not what we expected. So we really want to take a closer look um, into the scoring process, maybe see if there's some changes that need to be made there um, that are eliciting these results, again, that, that we are a little bit uh, confused about how they came to be because it does not seem to be as we intended for this legislation to be when it was implemented.
0: So there was an article that mentioned that KPMG, one of the scores for the applications, there was someone who was an actual applicant at the same time. Is that true?
1: I am trying to confirm those reports, and it sounds like those reports are true. And that that alone, again, uh, one of the biggest reasons why we are asking that we slow down and take a little bit closer look at this process, because if we gave $7 million dollars to a billion-dollar corporation already just to look through and sift through our licenses. And then they end up on the winning end um, and getting in that lottery. And then, again, we're not happy with the results that we got overall. Um, That raises a whole lot of questions right now that we really need answered.
0: There are some more questions about perfect scores being received by the 21 groups. Out of seven hundred applications, was that the expectation that you had to receive a perfect score and, and, and you know what what are some of your concerns about that
1: my concerns are totally over the way that scores are allocated um, and the way points are distributed and the way that ties are broken right now in this process. I do know that while some of the recommendations were put into statute, a lot of the binary scoring rules were made by administrative rules. So they were out of the hands of legislators. Okay. So I think that what happened is whatever process that they're following that's in place, number one, we have no idea what that scoring process uh, looks like. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing right now is we're kind of doubting the validity of it because, again, it's not spitting out the results that we want.
0: And when we're talking about transparency of the, uh, how about we'll say the authenticity of ownership? and the social equity applicants, you, you're you a legislator, so you were part of putting the law together about what social equity applicant actually meant. Yes. Are you feeling that it kind of failed in that area as well? Well, from the beginning
1: of the year, and especially when applications were first turned in, we were always worried about true social equity applicants, again, people truly fitting that criteria, really being able to take advantage of this process um, and not in any way falling into any traps or contracts or people using them as a front and their social equity status to get their business on. And so I think that that, that kind of lends itself to this conversation that we're hearing right now with a lot of people calling for, uh, more information and looking into those management operating agreements to truly see if the people who are make, meeting that social equity criteria, if they have as much ownership control and stake um, in that company that has, that is being purported.
0: And it's very interesting you're saying that because, you know, as a legislator, when it comes to laws and rules, the devil's in the details. So is there a concern at this point that the actual law, kind of set black and brown people up to fail by not insisting that they just outright had actual ownership, but allowing them, to, you know, people that had no ties to these communities to just hire people or have them take part in it, but not really any equity in the businesses? Well, one thing that I de- did
1: see from this result that that the, the governor do hell, does hail as a victory is that The only one of these candidates who got into the lottery because of someone they hired is only one of them. And so every other candidate that they have that has been selected for the lottery are there simply because they fit the criteria of they are a person who lived in a DIA area. They're a person who had a cannabis conviction or they're the spouse of one. And so I'm very happy about that. But, again, I think that there is more work to be done. And more tweaks to be made. I don't think that this legislation in any way or this law is failing people. I think that this is a marathon, and not a sprint. We're attempting to do something that the nation has never done before and that this process was meant to take a pause to be able to make those needed tweaks where necessary, again, because this is not only turning out the way Black caucus members uh, thought it would, but a lot of people across the state, uh, you know, no matter what community they're from.
0: That's State Representative Sonia Harper of Illinois' 6th District. Representative Harper, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. And I want to turn now to one of the social equity applicants. He is former State Senator Ricky Hendon. He sells homemade hemp and CBD products on the West Side. Senator Hendon, welcome to Reset.
2: Thank you for having me on, Kim.
0: Now, you've been involved in the fight to legalize recreational cannabis in Illinois for many years. Tell us if this is living up to what your expectations were as a legislator and also as a businessman.
2: Hell no, not even close. But before I get into that, I want to say Sonia Harper, Representative Harper, had more meetings about this than any other legislator, and she should be commended for that. The legislative intent was not met, as she just said. I have white senators and Latinos and everybody calling me saying, They uh, totally agree with us activists that the legislative intent, which was to increase minority ownership from zero to something significant, because right now the cannabis industry is on 99.9% white men, very few white women, no Latinos, no African-Americans. So the legislative intent was to correct that. So Sonya them did a great job. The governor, his office and the company he hired, KPMG, Who does have a risk manager Hamid Kamal and they saw the applications and graded the applications he's in for eight cannabis licenses and he works for the company that graded the applications so so it's a mess
0: yeah we're gonna have to talk more about how so few people got the ability to go for—it's just really strange the way this process is going. But
2: let's talk it's the about the only way that they can guarantee that their people get four or five licenses, right? And that's the you, thing. But yeah, let's see, talk about let's talk okay.
0: about the licensing process and what you had to do just to
2: be considered. Oh my God, I had to give them light bills from 20, 30 years ago, <laughs> gas bills. I'm serious, <laughs> all my taxes. They sent me back, said I had a deficiency. I say, what's a deficiency? You didn't prove that you live on the West Side. My nickname is West Side. Stop playing. <laughs> okay. Stop playing. But I had to go back and find a light bill from 25 years ago because Illinois residency is part of it. That's why I want people to understand we're not against white Illinois residents who are trying to get an opportunity to. We're against these same white rich men who... Have other cannabis industries who have went and found them a black person to be a front or pass through, and they are already in the industry. We're against the greed that Governor J.B. Prisker said he's against in his State of the Union speech when it came to cannabis, and we can read his. I can read his exact words to you, but I'll paraphrase. He said this will create minority millionaires in the black and brown communities that have been most negatively affected by the war on drugs and by cannabis. This is what he said. But all we're seeing on this list is rich white guys.
0: When you when you see that the people who were not chosen, who were chosen, were not black or brown or lived in the neighborhoods, you know, where people were targeted when the war on drugs was a big business. Right. That was a big thing. You're a legislator. So you also know that the it's very important. The details of the actual law, and the rules are important, right? Isn't it kind of written for this to happen? I mean, I'm just no, saying. It, when no, you... no,
2: it's, no, it's not. Okay, so they, tell us they, what it says. They, they made it real clear, and I was at thousands of hearings, and I testified, testified in Springfield, testified in Chicago. There's a thirty million dollar loan fund, loan and grant fund that's in the legislature right now. I created. So I know something about this. Okay, there's 30 million that if you get the license, you could tap into if you don't have no money. Or if you so it was for people who don't have a lot of money. That's clear, right? So they use the word social equity applicant as a substitute for minority participation and affirmative action. And the reason they told the legislators this is well, we don't want the rich white guys to sue. So if we say social equity and we draw a map and they drew a map and said, you gotta live in this area. That's why they asked me for my light bill from 30 years ago, for over 10 years. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. But then when they roll the plan out, that's when they stabbed the legislators in the back and stabbed the black community through the heart with this butcher knife of a corrupt rigged system. Nobody has ever got 252 perfect score anywhere in America for mm-hmm. any cannabis license anywhere in America, California, Portland, Washington State, nowhere has anyone got 252. But all of a sudden, in the state that's been rumored to be the most corrupt state in the world and the city the most corrupt city in the world, 21 people get perfect scores? How did that happen? It's rigged. It's fixed. And we ain't taking this crap. They got the wrong one.
0: So what does the state need to do, in your opinion, to make the licensing process more equitable?
2: First of all, they need to get rid of KPMG. Do you know that there are 800 more licenses that this company is supposedly looking at right now, the cultivators, the transportation, the infusers, same company that got inside guy risk manager who works for them and risk managers tell people what's a good risk for their money. What's a bad risk. He said cannabis is a good risk and he's in there eight times and he has a black front company. I liked Terry Hilliard when he was police superintendent, but Terry Hilliard don't know nothing about cannabis except locking kids up for it. How is he in bed with this Iranian guy who's in as a minority, by the way? And I'm sorry, but you're not a minority on eight licenses. So they need to get rid of KPMG first. They haven't even given us our scores. People are now getting their scores who are black and lived on the south side 30 years and they did not get. The points that we're supposed to get for social equity for living on the south side, thirty years. So are you part so of the? Score, are you part, their part score of the? Score came in at 248 instead of 252. But if they had been given the points that they were supposed to for living in the impoverished community, where this is supposed to be about economic development, they would have scored close to a perfect score. But nobody would have got a perfect score.
0: Let me ask this: When you decided to sell hemp and CBD products, what made you want to get involved in this industry? That's
2: such a good question because they told us. If we get into the green economy then it would give us an additional points and a leg up to already have some experience in the green economy hemp and cannabis are like uh, cousins everybody understands one has more thc than the other and that's the only major major difference one is not a hallucinogen the hemp but you're in the uh green economy business that's why we went into the green economy business. Anything I can make out of hemp, I can make out of cannabis. But we're not doing it because we got to get the license. But you can't get the license if the thing is rigged against you. And it was rigged against white Illinois residents, because I'm about to be part of a lawsuit that includes white people. So people won't think I'm just doing the black people. They discriminate against white Illinois residents who are not currently in the business, as well as blacks and Latinos.
0: And the lawsuit, tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Well, there are several lawsuits that are already out there. And we sued a couple of days ago to stop the lottery, which we have stopped for now. Our lawyers are in court today. Uh, I haven't heard from them that that the judge give us a final one or not. But the state is so corrupt, they moved the lottery up to Wednesday. It was supposed to be yesterday. You know what I mean? They moved it up. It was supposed to be a couple of weeks. They saw that we were fighting, so they moved it up. So we had to run the court to stop the lottery. So we stopped that for now. Okay. So now we're, there are a couple of lawsuits. One is pretty much all black and Latinos because they did not do social equity and, and they, they screwed us based on what the governor said. I just don't have time to read his speech, but he keeps saying how he was going to make millionaires out of social equity. People who live in that neighborhood created a map and everything. They got people from Skokie, Highland Park, rich white guy with a restaurant on rush street they got a gaming operator with slot machine operators got 32 chances kim 32 chances in the lottery a lottery should be you buy one dollar i buy one dollar we get one chance right mm-hmm. they have 32 chances 24 chances 28 chances the one or two blacks that are legit that's in there may not even win at all because they got one chance and the rich white guy got 32 chances. So do you we're think, not slow.
0: So do you think that people who actually come from and live in these communities, you know, that were targeted for marijuana drug arrests, I know that there were a lot of expungements that impacted black and brown people, but do you think that they will ever be able to actually benefit from ownership now that this is legal?
2: Unfortunately, the only way that our people will benefit, especially the ones who just getting out of jail, is if we get this right. And we are not gonna get this right if we keep saying, and I love Toy, but I'm sorry, my sister, you cannot keep saying what JB is saying, which is we are gonna get it right in the next round. That's round four. These 75 licenses were created when they went recreational for the existing cannabis owners, who had won all white in round one. So round two was all white men, round two. They told the Black legislator, okay, we're going to create these 75 licenses that's going to go to y'all community in round three. So now we're looking at round three and we don't have a snowball chance in hell in winning if we go by what JB put out here. And round four won't be till next year.
0: That's former State Senator Ricky Hendon. I want to thank you so Thanks much for, for, for joining us. And that's today's Reset. Find the full archive of all our interviews at wbez.org reset. I'm Kimberly Agoin. Thanks for listening and come back tomorrow for our Week in Review. This is Reset from Chicago's NPR news station, WBEZ.